0: Are you ready to create real, lasting change in your life? Whether you're looking to make a massive breakthrough in your business, your relationship, your career, your health, or anything else in your personal life, Unleash the Power Within can help you unlock and unleash the forces inside of you and let you create the quality of life you desire and deserve. Learn more about UPW and how you can surpass your own limitations to achieve every goal you've ever wanted by visiting www.tonyrobbins.com unleashed.
1: Hey, it's Tony Robbins. Welcome to the podcast. I'm very excited about today because uh, it's 14, 13.8 billion years in the making. <laughs> we'll explain what that means in a minute. But, you know, most of my life, 41 years of my life, I've been obsessed with trying to find the ways to help people have a greater quality of life, whatever that is for them, life on their terms, not my idea of what a quality of life is, but theirs. And, you know, people come to me all the time and come to events and they want to transform their business or they want to transform their body or they want to rebuild or deepen a relationship or create one or they just want to feel joy or happiness. We're all pursuing all these things, but really it's just this experience of life, life at its highest level that we're all searching for. And over the last few decades, you know, early in my life, I figured I didn't have much control of my external world. There was so much suffering that I figured I got to master that. And so I worked hard and for decades learning from the smartest people I could, how could I achieve, succeed, break through, master myself, push myself. And all those tools you could call maybe the science of achievement. It's like, how do you take what you envision and make it real? How do you go from, you know, having possibility to actually creating that in your life? But as I experienced that over the decades, I also noticed that so many people who are great achievers were just not happy. I mean, I go to India, I usually go about every 12 to 18 months and I remember when I first went there, I was like, this poverty was overwhelming to me, and, and it was so confusing to see people so happy, you know? Because <laughs> all around them, they seemed to have such squalor. I'd see someone sitting in the street, and there was just so much joy in their eyes if you took the time to feel them and talk with them instead of judging the environment. And then I'd come home to the United States where there's all this external abundance, and you'd find people, you know, many of you know, I, I wrote Money Master the Game. you know 50 of the smartest financial people in the world, self-made billionaires, And not, I wouldn't say the majority of them are really happy, and it has nothing to do with the money. It's that the internal world was not mastered. So if if there's two sciences or two master skills, I think, in life that we want, it's if we took East and West and put them together and we didn't make the other one wrong, we'd say, hey, it's mastering the science of achievement, but also the art of fulfillment. And of the two, for the last four or five years, I've been traveling the country really trying people to get people to feel and experience the beauty that comes when what's inside is great, regardless of what's outside. The outside world will never make you happy long-term. What you get will never make you happy. Who you become, what you experience, what you give, that's what makes us really happy. So this session is around that deeper part, but it's very pragmatic. Um, uh, and in fact, in this session, um, my wife, Sage, is gonna join us. Hi, sweetheart. Hi,
0: everyone.
1: <laughs> I'm so grateful to have you. And we're gonna do this together because this is our mutual passion and also because the man we're about to introduce you to is just so dear to us personally. He is, he's an extraordinary soul. He's a, He's a man that is deeply spiritual, but also, I think for you achievers out there, he's built a, a billion-dollar business at one point here, and, and he did all that through guidance, not so much trying to force it. And I'm going to... Uh, come to him in just a moment, but he wrote an incredible book. Mm. And maybe, how you talk about when well, we discovered Absolutely. this book together? We're at a bookstore and we both saw this book and we both grabbed it after being in India for a period of time. But tell them what our experiences were.
0: We were so spoken to and honestly. Uh, the Untethered
1: we, Soul, by the, the way. The Untethered Soul, yes. By Michael, oh, Mickey, by Michael Singer. Singer. Mickey, Mickey Singer. Mickey to his Singer, friends and students.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it just so touchly deep, to our, or, or so deeply touched our lives. It actually ended up being our Christmas gift for all of our beloveds uh, about three years ago, Mickey. And uh, there's a chapter that we'll share with you, but it was just so incredibly poignant for me personally, chapter 17. And uh, just the, the beautiful uh, inward journey just gave a lot of perspective and the how, the what, the why, and brought it together in the most beautiful way. And we had the privilege to meet Mickey a, a couple of years ago and just love his spirit and his goodness and his isness. And it's just a privilege to be with you today. Thank you, thank you Julie, for coming. Thank you. Well, thank
2: you. It's an honor to be with you. It's
0: all. an honor to be with you, truly.
1: Mickey, you live in a 600-acre paradise that you've kind of uncovered and discovered and created over the years. It's in the middle of the forest in Gainesville. What the heck made you come out here? (laughs) Because you rarely do. We're really honored to have you.
2: Right. I'm honored to be here. Like, your your spirit, right? I loved when you came out and visited me to see the tremendous energy that you managed to bring forward and that you devoted yourself to helping others do that because Mm -hmm. that's what it's about. Like you said, it's not about the outside Who cares about the outside? You care about how the outside affects the inside. That's what everybody cares about, is what's going on in here, right? The exact same thing turns somebody else on, turns somebody else off. What do we mean by that? What does it do inside? And so I'm, I'm very pleased and honored to be with you both and know you both, because despite your tremendous success, you haven't lost your way. You know, you've basically realized, wait a minute, it's not about that. It's about the effect that that has in here. Well, why don't I, my whole thing was, why don't I just work in here? (laughs) If that's that's what I'm interested in, if that's what it's about, why don't I learn to open the faucet inside so that the energy, the beautiful energy you have and that that people have, the beautiful energy can be there, not that somebody else has to turn on the faucet. Not that money has to turn on. Nothing wrong with those things, right? But you have the right to turn on the faucet and then have fun
1: doing those things yes. instead of needing those things in order to get the energy flowing. Mm-hmm. So, so. I've always tried to be a, a Trojan horse. Uh, people come to me for the things they want that are usually external, and then my goal is to get them to what they need, which is that deeper spiritual sense of aliveness and contribution and growth. Um, I, I want to sh- have you share a bit of your story, but i like to start... Uh, first of all, there's a course. I want to do this because there's a course besides the Untethered Soul, which we recommend you all pick up. And secondly, we'll talk about the Surrender Experiment. There is a course you have now that's online that is extraordinary. It's eight sessions, eight hours. You can do it eight days in a row, eight weeks in a row, eight hours in a row, whichever you prefer to do. We're kind of eight hour in a row kind of people. <laughs> um, but it, it really takes all of your work, all of your teaching, and it shares it. And it's kind of the Untethered Soul in action, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And in it, you, you give a little 30-minute kind of free course up front, like three 10-minute sessions. And those three 10-minute sessions, you've got to go see these right away. You talk about that the mind, you know, so many people are so stressed in the world we live in today that the mind is a dangerous place mm-hmm. or it can be a beautiful place. Tell us a little bit about what that means to you and how you kind of discovered it. Well,
2: I, I discovered it by what I said, realizing having some experiences inside, which we all have, falling in love, having something go your way. And realizing it's not going to stay that way. The world keeps changing, right? And what you're looking for is the experience. And so I just, I was very young, in my early 20s, that I said, isn't there a way to feel that all the time? Mm -hmm. Not have it conditionally, but feel it all the time. And where I went, was very different than others, is instead of trying to seek that beautiful feeling, I tried to see why I don't feel that beautiful feeling. Let's get in the way. And I started working with... Okay, now I have this beautiful feeling. Something went my way. Something worked. Why does it go away? It's in there. Nobody else is in there but me. Why does it go away? And I watched very carefully like a scientist and saw that it was the mind, that my mind would just sit there and say, yeah, well, she says she loves me, but other people have told me that's it. The mind, the minute the mind says that, there's not so much love flowing in there, right? And then I noticed that it was always saying that. (laughs) 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 It was a serious party pooper, right? And then I noticed that it was There's no bigger party pooper than the mind. There is not. It's what's doing it. And then I noticed it would say things like, well, I'll be happy if this happens. Mm. Okay? And yes, it's true. If that happened, I'd be happy. But there are 700 billion other things that could have happened instead of that. Mm. And by saying, I'll be happy if that happens, you said I won't be happy if all the rest happens because I'm looking just for that. And I started watching that, spending a lot of time with that Mm. and realizing the mind can be a serious problem. All right? But it is also true that if you learn to work with it, not mind control, but learn to understand why the mind is doing what it's doing and undercut that, mm-hmm. that you will find that it's a tremendously beautiful tool that can serve you beautifully instead of being a party pooper.
0: Yeah. It's right? so true and and i th- i felt like going through the course itself i felt like it just gave fundamental principles of the why we experience this and it's something that people really don't talk about i mean i think it's the one common ground that unites all of us in this human experience on earth school we all experience pain we all feel fear we all can feel crazy inside of our minds at times and i just felt like it gave just such a beautiful context of the why and understanding that why the clear way to be able to navigate and catch and get some distance to get behind that uh, in the most beautiful way. Uh, and I just felt like there was just such a, uh, you gave such beautiful examples and stories. I was, we watched it like a, a Netflix binge watch. Oh, well, I <laughs> I we really did. We loved it. It was just, you were so. Beautiful and uh, you gave such consistent context of the understanding that just really created a beautiful unraveling inside Mickey
1: Thank you. Mm. Thank you You know the you talk about I think people in the West see the power of the mind from the standpoint of Like you talk about we split the atom we put a man on the moon for God's Mm -hmm. sakes But then we don't realize that if we don't train and step out of the mind that it starts to run us, especially yes. technology today has really begun to refine that. So what is it? Why is it this dangerous place? And how can we go begin to change it or begin to come to something deeper? It took me a long time mm.
2: to actually clearly see what was going on. Because the first thing you try to do is shut the thing up. Oh, you yes. Say yeah. to somebody, just <laughs> to say, shut up. Right? Literally. And, <laughs> and you realize it, it's not about mind control, mm-hmm. right? It's why is the mind doing that? Mm-hmm. Not don't do that. Yes. Why would it do that? Somebody once asked me, after I read The Untethered Soul, and i talk about that voice in your head drives you crazy, they literally said, why did God put that in there? Why would he do such a thing, right? And you realize, no, 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 that's not what happened, right? And in the most succinct way I can say it, what happened is as follows, right? You have had experiences, we all have in our lives, that were not pleasant. Mm-hmm. Somebody hurt us, the house burned down, we broke an arm, lots of things. We saw a snake, Lots of things happen that when they come in, we who are in there don't enjoy the experience, We don't like the experience. But what we do, because we don't want to have the experience, is we try to push it away. We try to control it so it doesn't come all the way into us. And it seems natural. Like if somebody took a a swing at you, you, you'd put your arm up. Well, this is like that. Something comes in and you have hands in there, right? (laughs) And you use your will to keep this from coming too close. Mm. But what you don't realize is that when you do that, it stays inside of you. Mm. It's trapped. It stays inside of you. It's trapped. Mm. You trap the energy with all of that discord, right? Because you didn't let it pass. You didn't Mm -hmm. let it free. And by the time you spend a very little period of time on this earth, you've collected a bunch of those, right? Psychology says your formative years are what? The collection of that stuff, right? It doesn't want to stay in there. That's what people don't understand. Yeah. It is not true that it's burned into your brain. Yeah. You are holding it there with your will. And you know that because every time it comes back up, you push it back down. Mm-hmm. Somebody's so, so afraid to feel it. That, yes. That's exactly right. Somebody says something that disturbs you, mm-hmm. and you said, I need a moment. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky, if you don't hit them, right? I need a moment, right? <laughs> and you start with your breath, and you push, and then you say, I'm okay now. No, you're mm-hmm. not you pushed it back down. Okay. Yeah. And so in a, to make a long story short, it's a long story, right? What would happen if you collected every single thing that disturbed you during your entire life inside of your mind, you would have a disturbed mind. And
1: that's what's going on mm-hmm. for, for the vast majority of us. So, you know, one of the things that I loved in the course, there was an insight, it was so simple, but you know, I, I always believe that most of us make things life so complex. And the enemy of execution is complexity. So you did a beautiful job with simplicity. And I've shared it many times also to remind myself that whenever we feel stress, we go for frustration, anger, worry, sadness, loneliness, whatever, depression, mm, any emotion that disturbs mm-hmm. us, that what most of us do is we try to focus on the outside world to change something, change her, change him, change the environment, change the job. Distract change the, ourselves. Change the yes. culture, change the music, change the something but we're all trying to change the outside world so that we can feel good on the inside. Mm. When in reality, we just need to go work on the inside. So what's the, when our triggers, you know, when, when, we, when life strikes us and we feel that internal reaction to the external world, it's still what's going on inside. How do we release that? How do we let that go? Right.
2: So my experience is, first of all, there are things you can do, but the, the same things everybody else teaches, which is don't hit somebody. Don't to learn to shut your mouth up. You know, don't let that express through your mouth because you're gonna pay for that. Right. So the first thing is a certain amount of self-control, which we all need in order to be successful. Right. But that's not the answer. Right. The answer is every single moment is not the big stuff that you work with. That's too late. It already Mm -hmm. bothered you. It's you got it. Yes, you have to deal with it. But what I want and what I've learned is there is every moment of your life, little things that create little irritations. Mm -hmm. The driver's driving 15 miles an hour below the speed limit in front Mm -hmm. of you and you're in a rush. It rains when you have to get out and deliver something. Mm -hmm. It's hot, et cetera, et cetera, right? Somebody doesn't say hello. Hey, Sally, how are you doing? She Mm -hmm. doesn't turn around. Oh, my God. You will watch your mind Mm -hmm. cause serious problems, all Mm -hmm. right? So to me, that is where the growth comes from in Mm -hmm. those moments. Mm -hmm. Are you willing to say, come on, what's the cost-benefit analysis of bothering myself about the driver in front of me. It's not bothering them, I guarantee you. They're not hearing a word you're saying, right? So as a business person, we're supposed to take cost-benefit analysis, (laughs) the Mm -hmm. maximum benefit for the least cost. Those are 100% cost-zero benefit. Right or wrong. It's all pain. Mm -hmm. So you don't do it. So you learn, and there are lots of techniques. You just learn to work with yourself. Mm -hmm. You can neutralize it by saying something nice. You can get a mantra going inside so you Mm -hmm. pay attention to something else instead of that. Or my ultimate teaching, and it's yours also in a sense, is you relax. Mm -hmm. You relax. You just sit there and say, I can relax and breathe. It's okay that this is happening. Mm -hmm. And then what you're doing is allowing the energy to release. The whole idea is you don't engage with it. You sit behind it. And you allow it to release. And not only do you go through that moment okay now, right, but you've actually let some of that stored up stuff that's causing the problem. Like what is road rage? It's somebody who, because somebody beeped at them or is driving slow, has so much stuff inside of them that it needs an excuse to come out. That's it, okay? So we all... I hope hope we don't all, right? But we all have stuff inside that we've stored over our lives. So by backing off and letting go in these simple little situations, Mm -hmm. they matter. It matters that you're complaining about the heat. Mm You understand that, yeah, right? Guess. It's not innocent. You're, yeah. you're permitting. Sometimes you get very angry about some mm-hmm. stupid thing. You're giving a channel for your stuff to come up. Mm-hmm. You're wiring yourself yeah, to complain Exactly. To what's wrong. Yeah. And so instead, you relax. It's called R&R. You get R&R. Relax yeah. and release, yeah. right? And what will happen is not only do you make it past that moment without causing a lot of trouble and taking on all kinds of stuff, but you let some of that stuff go. And you yeah. get into the habit of realizing, hey, I don't want that stuff inside of me.
1: Yes. And in order to do that, I think you have to see that everything isn't life and death. That your mm-hmm. preferences aren't life and death. Well, yes. You know, because you see people, we think if it doesn't happen this way, then all hell breaks loose. And no, if you just stay with it, all hell won't break. Something better will show up. You know, mm-hmm. I interviewed. Uh, I used to interview for years. I did a course where we had a night we called uh, "You Have No Problems," and I would bring in people who have what you most people consider to be a real problem. You know, somebody who was a woman who was uh, raped by her father. When she went, she she uh, had a speech impediment, couldn't speak well, and hard of hearing. And when she tried to tell somebody, he had her institutionalized. Then she made it through all of that, learned how to speak, and then she's on a beach one day, and a lifeguard drove over her
0: and literally broke her legs.
1: And she said, "Never walk again." Now she's a comedian. Her name's Kathy Buckley, dear friend of mine. Or a young man who was um, you know six foot two, blonde, blue eyed. You know, girls love him. Lifeguard in Newport Beach, California. And one day, 24 years old, he dives in a wave and boom, breaks his neck, quadriplegic for life. And I bring them on stage and interview them because the ones I look for were the ones that had this incredible joy every moment mm-hmm. of their life. And he can't move any. He uses his mouth to write and to push the buttons and to move things around. And I remember I asked him, and the reason I was saying the story is I said to him, you know, how do you do it? And he goes, mm-hmm. Tony, guys like you and I are great at the boulders of life. Mm-hmm. He goes, it's the pebbles that F you up. Yes. He goes, the things you're not ready for, you step on. So what you just said is so true. Talk about, if you would, for us, how we make our preferences life and death, and how do we let go? Of that how because when, for achievers, letting go is not a term they use. Like right. surrender sounds like giving up and letting go, but really, what to me it is is look. You look at what's the difference between fear and faith? They're both made up. What you're really saying when you're letting go is you're having faith that there's something even greater will come from this, something good will come from this, that there's a higher guidance in this process. That's my perception. I want to know yours. I, I, my perception is that's fine, and I agree. It's it's
2: more grounded, it's more base Great. to sit there and say, if I am driving down the street and that person is driving below the speed limit and I am causing myself anxiety and trouble, <laughs> right, and yeah. getting ulcers and then getting mad at the kids or whatever the heck it is, right, yeah. that I don't want that. So it's not so much getting what I want, yes. it's seeing some bottom line stuff. Why am I doing that? It doesn't make sense, Mm. right? And so I would encourage people to just even look at that low-hanging fruit. What's what's getting in the way. That's right. You're doing it. Mm -hmm. The ones that you're doing completely yourself Mm -hmm. and say, can I learn to not do this? Right. How you go about it is a very personal thing, right? But it's something you start owning that... How can I be happy if I'm making myself unhappy? It's so true. And so what people do is they make themselves unhappy, then try to find a situation that will compensate for it. Yes, 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 Yes. Yes. exactly. Well, that's ridiculous. Like, I'm insecure, and I don't feel loved, and nobody could really love me, and i got all these emotional problems. I need to find somebody that will make me feel loved. That's ridiculous. Mm. You live in there. You're doing this. If you would just work with yourself, you're going to find out that everything makes you feel loved because you stop closing yourself. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to.
0: For, for myself, what's so interesting, just on my own path, it's for, and for those of you listening, uh, it starts because you're we're in there at the beginning. I didn't even know what I was believing and thinking. You know, you just, you feel the, the resistance or you feel the discomfort physically. And then it's like the, once you have the awareness, you're able to get a bit of distance behind it. And then it was almost like I felt like I was watching myself. Yeah. Like, well, that's dramatic. <laughs> I would literally be like, well, that was a dramatic response. That's unnecessary. And what came for, at the beginning, it was for myself anyways, it was almost hard to catch it because it was happening so often. I was unaware of what I was aware of. You know what I mean? At the very beginning. But with the awareness of mind and using for myself, my body, I just look at when I'd felt the resistance. It's like, we know when we're open and you're connected. But when I'd start to feel like resistance or a shutdown or a tension, Tension. I'd be like, what on God's green earth? It literally took that to actually start to identify what I was actually feeling or thinking uh, and then with that awareness it was like well this is I, I get a bit of distance behind and have the awareness how ridiculous it was and almost saw myself and, and it brought humor it brought humor rather than the charge of being in it and caught by it uh, it's so beautiful and it's an endless daily beautiful humbling practice it's 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 truly yourself it it, it, is yes freeing yourself daily on on and life brings things it's like as soon as you start to get transcendence or understanding in one area then life will give you something else (laughs) and it's like oh this too (laughs) and that's the beautiful endless inward journey of really freeing ourselves and experiencing internal liberation
1: if you're having that stress Mm. just driving in the car because someone is doing something you can't control Probably not just that, right? It's yes. been the stacking of all those things through time. So you ask a question early in the untethered soul where you say, Do you really want to be happy? Do you want to be happy? Yeah. Do you, you know or do you not want to be happy? Yeah. And you talk about making that decision. Mm-hmm. And that's something we had just made ironically mm-hmm. before we read the book. So it was so like guided and affirmed. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about that. why aren't most people happy? And they have the ability to be happy. They think something on the outside will make them happy. They get it, and maybe they're happy, or maybe they go, is this all there is? But what is it that's missing? What is that decision that's missing? And when people make that decision, how does life change? Right.
2: So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a foundational person, all right? Yes. The foundation is because you've collected all this stuff inside that was not pleasant. You're not doing okay in there, mm. right? Yes. If you collected every bad smell you ever had in your life and dumped into your house, your house wouldn't smell too good. Right. You've you've literally collect, made a collection of bad experiences. Yeah. So therefore, it's not comfortable in there. So... Short long story short, you go to the mind, which is brilliant, and you say, Oh mind, what needs to happen so that it doesn't get worse and so I feel better? And it goes to its memory bank, experiences had, and it say, Well, when she said she loved me, I felt better. When I went <laughs> yeah. to Europe, I felt better. Right. When everybody applauded, oh my God, I felt better, mm-hmm. right? And so the mind builds this model of how the world needs to be mm-hmm. for me to feel better than right. I feel. and then you go out there and try to make it happen so that is to me a losing battle Right? Mm. Because of the world you don't own the world. I no. think it's hilarious how we think. Right? The world's <laughs> going on everywhere and you're having one moment and yeah. you don't control all the rest of the moments, but you think I control that one. Mm. I can get every moment that passes by me to be the way I want it to be. How are you gonna do that? Yeah. How will you make the weather be what you want? How will you make her be in the mood you want her to be in? Yes. Understand yeah. that? So what you said in essence is there's only one way, like a laser beam, one way that the moment in front of me can be that I will feel better. Well, then you're not going to feel better. Once in a while, it will happen. But the vast majority of the time, you won't. Mm. So the answer, once you understand the foundation, is to take a look at that and say, well, that's a silly way to try and be okay. If I'm not feeling well inside... Okay, why don't I go in there and get rid of the stuff that's making me not feel well? Mm. And so you don't, like you say achieving, you don't sit there and define, this is what I need. I need a boat. I need a boat bigger than Tony's. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Right? I, and that's what will do it. Yes. Well, then you're going to spend your whole life, a lot of it anyways, not being okay because you don't have that boat. Yeah. All right? Instead, yeah. you sit there and say, what I need to do is clean up in here. Yes. That's what I need to do. And how do you do that cleanup? You clean up. My way, which is different than others, is you deal with these simple little things of as life every day as, as they, they come up. up. And people are saying, well, how do I know what to do? I have so much in here. How do I know what to deal with next? You'll know. Oh, <laughs> it next. You. <laughs> it will be, it'll be right in your face. All right? yeah. And you That's don't right. have to do any more. Yeah. It's not some Herculean thing. Yeah. It's just if it is coming up and disturbing me. I am going to do something to work with it, mm. right, as opposed to compensate for it or re it, yes. right? Yeah. And I, I teach lately, there's three main categories. I gave them to you, right? You can sit there and use positive thinking, affirmation, right? That's what a lot of them teach. So that if it's complaining about the car in front of you, you I, I do that with my mind because he likes to complain about that, right? <laughs> I, I, I would sit there and say, right, I have a way I like to drive. I like to drive five miles an hour with speed limit, not too much, I don't want to get a ticket, but five <laughs> miles over the speed limit, you're probably more, but five miles over the speed limit, right? And, and that's why I like to drive. Well, this person has a way they like to drive, yes. 15 miles or below the speed limit, right? <laughs> Who do I think I am yes. that it should be my way? Yes. And I talk to, I would talk, that, that's called positive thinking, yes. right? And then I feel, well, I'm being nice, I want to give this person the right to drive the way they do, because
1: <laughs> I, I deserve to give yeah, everybody else that, the right. That's exactly right. <laughs> all right, but but it feels good. King me, king me. It's, but it feels good to say
2: it's a giving, yes, right? Because yes. yes. you're let. That's a kind of surrender. You're yes. letting go of that part of your being to honor and respect reality. Yes. All right. Yes. And the other that I have found is very powerful. It's a traditional technique. Is train your mind not on the site, but when you're meditating, when you're driving, but something. Train your mind to say something over and over again. All right? It can be a mantra. It can be, when people are into all that stuff, I tell them, just say, I can handle this. Just train your mind to say, I can handle this. I can handle this. Mm. I can handle this. Then when something takes place that tries to pull your consciousness, your awareness into that negativity, Mm. you'll find this is still going on. Because it's a habit. The mind is full of habits, isn't it? Yeah. You made a good habit. So now you have a choice. Put your consciousness on the noise or put your consciousness on the repetitive, you know, the, the the mantra, the higher mind, the yes. higher thing, right? Yeah. And that works too. Mm-hmm. So now that you've moved your consciousness, instead of having to change the mind, right? The mind is free to release. The whole idea is releasing, because mm-hmm. when you let it release, it's releasing the stuff that made it be like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, over time. Right, you'll start to be happier for no reason. Yes. But of course there's a reason. You're not carrying the garbage inside of
0: you. Yes.
1: And you've got a new set of habits. Yeah, you have a uh, habit of supporting to, to, you. To relax and like yeah.
2: Supporting you, right? Yeah. But yeah. ultimately, I get in, it's relaxation. Yes. Ultimately, you can use all these techniques, but when you really are getting there, you just relax. Mm-hmm. Keep your hands off. It's judo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Something yes. attacked you, yeah. let it go. Yeah. Right, yeah. it's a whole blade of grass versus the yeah. oak tree. Mm-hmm. A hurricane can't rip off a blade of grass, but it can break break an oak tree. That's right. You yeah. just and that's what surrender me. Surrender does not mean not doing your best at what you're doing and not being competitive and, and or all that kind of stuff. It doesn't mean that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It means are you willing to let go of your resistance yes. to whatever to life let, is offering? That, you. One to what's going on outside and your resistance to letting go of the thing that's ruining your life, mm-hmm. which is the stuff you stored inside. Yeah. Like, people get divorced, okay? It happens. People get divorced. Relationships don't work. But they don't really get divorced. They keep having the same argument going on inside yeah, their mind for years, true. right? They're afraid to go to a party where their ex is. They're not divorced. Yeah. They're only divorced outside. Yeah. You don't need to carry this stuff inside. It's not true mm. that it's
1: burned into your brain, mm. all right? But you, all those metaphors that people use lock them in place. You know, yeah. Those metaphors make you start to believe that life is your metaphor. Right, the same right. As you have the right
2: to relax instead of resist. Mm. One of the chapters in the Antelope the Soul is yes. the spiritual path of non-resistance. Yes. Yes. Right. And if you will do that, I'm telling you, with no, if you did nothing else, if you do that, you will start to get higher naturally, mm. and then the bigger stuff will come up. But because you train, we talk about building core strength. Yes, this is your inner core strength. Mm. Right? That's great, right? Because you emotional built, fitness. That's right. You that's yes. exactly you built the ability to handle the discomfort because mm. it was stored with pain. It's going to come back with pain. But would you rather have the pain stay in there? Or get Personal. it over with. Yeah. No yeah. pain, no gain. The your yeah. world. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, so, not always. Sometimes you can do it without the pain. I don't think it's always. Without working out. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get
0: it. The one chapter in Untethered Soul that served me so greatly was, and I actually recommend. When we give the book, I recommend. I said, I literally will say, start so with chapter first. seventeen, <laughs> the chapter of death. And for myself. Oh. Uh, It was so profound reading that chapter and it completely shifted how I relate to life and just those incidental moments, not that I can't still get hooked, But it gave me the understanding of if this was my last day on this planet and to really live that truth, Mm. it shifted completely how just the little pebbles. And if I felt myself hooked, I would just be like, this is you living your life. This is me living my life. And I don't want to miss a moment. It's too precious. And that chapter, that understanding and using death or uh, just that. As a counselor. As, as a, yes. Trust me, she uses death as a counselor.
1: She talks about death more than any human I teases me
0: mercilessly because he's like, will you talk <laughs> about something else? life <laughs> too. But it was that profound for me. Good. It, it was that profound, it was found, yes. It was beautiful. That's beautiful. So Our beautiful. whole family's read
1: that mm-hmm. chapter multiple times. Mm.
0: And it, it just brings life, the preciousness of life, sometimes when we get caught up in our mind or thoughts get in the way, to actually just let it go and uh, to connect to the dearness. It really, it was such a beautiful, profound chapter, Mickey.
2: So I'm interested in the course. I love that you all took the course. Yes. Like, to me, I've written the books, they're all popular and so on. Mm-hmm. The course was the first time that I had the time to say what I want to say. I'm yes. normally talking in yeah. an hour, a long hour and a half, something like that, yeah. right? And you, you see what I did and yes, laying it, it down genius. logically yes. through. What affected you almost? most? What did you get
1: the most from the course? What, which of mm. which, which, which the sessions? Yeah, I think uh, there are so many pieces. but I think well the first thing is the one I mentioned earlier, which is really realizing that I do it too. That there are times when the inside doesn't feel good, frustration, whatever it is, and then I'm looking to fix things on the outside, and I'm good at that. Um, but I also know the futileness of that in the end because none of that lasts, right? So I just, the, just the awareness of that alone, just so that I've caught myself starting to do that and go, no, 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 let's stay right here, right now. And when you say relax, I had to create something, you know, I'm an achiever <laughs> like you are, but you, you've had a different lifestyle and somebody relaxes. How the hell will you do that shit? <laughs> you know? So for me, it's taking the breath. It's just taking the breath and slowing it down because when it slows down, it doesn't have the urgency that makes things grow or makes them bigger than they are. And the other thing I think I realized was, and I would realized this before, but I found it in a different way was, you know, the perfection. I've always known, like when I stand up and speak or someone stands up and they're in need, it's done when I stand up, and that's not an ego thing. It's not me. It's yeah. like it comes through me. I just know if they're standing up in this moment, it's done. And then it unfolds, and I see where it is. But that's true when I'm serving others, but I don't know if that's true. I, I use that so much everywhere else. I began to realize just how cheap my happiness was because I have all these rules. I have all these companies and people and things that are going on. And You know, you have run a very large company, and I've got 54 companies now, to give you an idea, and 1,400 employees. And so what are the chances if I pick up my phone right now that somebody's messing up if my definition of messing up is doing different than I think? So I realized all it took for me to be unhappy was I don't have it here, thank God, was my phone, right? I pull that thing up. oh, that's cool. And we ride that road, road that, you know, I think the average person I read the other day looks at their phone 86 times a day and they're under 30, it's 127. I don't know how they come up with these numbers, but that's what they've averaged. But... It's a dopamine hit uh, up and down, and I'm just realizing, my God, if everyone has to behave the way I think they should, for me to be able to let go, then I'm only be able to let go in rare moments, you know. And so I think that part, I think the other part was, and I'd love maybe if you give the riff of what you talked about, people are so stressed about this is going to work or not. And talking about this moment is really made up of 13.8 yes. billion years before. Yes. Would you maybe give a little riff on that? I think that would be really beautiful for people just as so a context. That, that's
2: an example of where I love the course because I had the time. Yes. yes. Okay? Yes. So what <clears throat> what we do in the second session was to sit there and say I mean basically let's just start there that what the course is basically saying is hello are you in there mm-hmm. yes. and, every, and you know since hey, who nineteen, are you? since 19 when did I first wake up you know 70 72? 71 72 71, yeah. I, and I woke up I realized I'm, like you said I'm yes. in there right hello I, I would ask people <laughs> all these years hello are you in there Do you yes. know that no one ever said no <laughs> No one ever said no. Oh, what do you mean by that, though? Hi, are you in there? Who are you? All right. So just whoever you are, you know you're in there. Mm. What's it like in there? That's what the course does. What's it like in there? What's your experience of being in there? And what you realize is, well, I experience the outside world. But that's not all I experience. I have a mind going on in there. And I have this thing called the heart that emanates emotions. And that's your experience, is that yeah. you are in there experiencing these things. And then in the course, each session, we take one of those things at a time, right? To say, well, what really is the mind? What really is the outside? What really is your heart? And what is your relationship to it? And what mm. can be your relationship to it, right? Yes, yes. So you're asking about the section that said, what is the world? And it, is, it, is, it has helped me so much in my growth to keep that perspective, yes. right? And you sit there and you realize... Did you make the moment in front of you? Tony, you're very powerful. People, people see you're very successful, right? How much of this that you see in front of you did you make? Did you invent the camera? No. Nope. Did you invent these people? Do you know them? Right. You know what I'm saying? The entire thing around you has nothing to do with you. Yes. Doesn't it? Yes, right? right. And yet, you. I love what you said. You define the only way you're going to be okay as if it's exactly the way you made up. Yeah. Well, you're not going this to be doing too well. Yeah. All right? And so you asked the real question of, why is it the way it is? Where did it come from? Yes. And that course starts back with cosmology. It starts with the Big Bang. Because all scientists agree that's where it came from. Well, what does that mean, right? And you come back out of the cosmic soup, all right? And basically these atoms get created. You didn't do that, did you? I don't no. think she did either, right? <laughs> and all this goes. And then they, they, they bond together because of the laws of, of, of electromagnetics, right? The, the way the atoms get together and the electrons get together and all of quantum physics and all that stuff. You have to understand it. You just understand you didn't do it. Nor did Einstein, nor Einstein. did the quantum physicists that named it quantum or particles, right? yeah. the quantum particles. They didn't do it. It happened by itself through all these years, right? And then eventually it made this this molecule called DNA. Yeah. Whoa, right? And that DNA created every single animal and humans and why your eyes are blue. You didn't do any of it. Yeah. So for 13.8 billion years, this went on, yeah. right? And the end result is in front of you. How do you not go? Wow! Mm. I mean, the one that I really see people's mouth drop is when I sit there and say, "Wait a minute! If you don't get this, right? If your great 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 grandmother didn't meet your great 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 grandfather, you ain't here." Yeah, that's right. And they go, "Whoa! Mm. That's true of everything." Mm.
1: Yeah.
2: If if they, I, I, I sometimes I don't know if I told the story in the course, but I make up a story, right? Mm. That there were dinosaurs in Florida. Okay, yeah, and their dinosaur they tell the story, yeah, right? Yeah, and one dinosaur during a mud storm stepped his big foot somewheres, right? And of course, the water went in, and this and that. That's where Lake Okeechobee, Okeechobee. came <laughs> from. <laughs>
0: some of it's down true. The here from house. <laughs> right?
2: It's true, right? Every single thing happened by itself, and now you drop down with your consciousness, and what's there now after thirty million, billion years comes into your consciousness, and all you do is compare it against what you made up. You compare it against yeah. your
1: past experiences of like and dislike, mm. and you get mad at the way it is, or you run after it. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Yes. It's crazy to that's- fight what life has given us as opposed to appreciate what life's yeah, given us and figure out how to utilize what life's given us.
2: The key is to sit there and say, would I rather be on Mars or in empty outer space and have nothing going on? Mm. No. Yeah. But this is the gift that was given to me, What the moment in front of you, yes. right? Yes. But it's not what I wanted. What are you, a two-year-old? Yes. Like It has yeah. nothing to do with what you wanted. Yeah. But the only way I can be happy is what I wanted. You did that. Yeah. So why don't you sit there and say, I want it to be the way it is so that I can have the honor of appreciating what 13.8 billion years and all of physics and science created for me to play with, learn from, challenge by. Right? It's like a sport. Yeah. Mm. Nobody says it has to be the way you want. When you play mm. sports, the other team's not going to do what you want or think. That's right. You got to be on your toes and have mm-hmm. enjoy the experience and be in the zone, yeah. right? Yeah. You should live in the zone. Yeah. You can't do that if what you've done is developed a mindset that's saying the only one going to be okay is if it's this way, mm-hmm. right? So that's where your thirteen point eight billion years comes from, yeah. right? And,
0: and that notion, Mickey, for myself in the course. You know, you get in life and we can all innocently and ignorantly fall asleep. And you get up and you see your partner, your spouse, you go to work, you come home. And there's just this monotonous energy that we can all fall asleep in. And what I so loved in the beginning, I said, if you were my science teacher in school, I would have been obsessed. (laughs) Uh, Because it just gave this broader understanding. But in that broader understanding that gave perspective and just going out further, it created more awe. It created more wonder for just life itself, for actually living and breathing. I remember one of the first times I was ever in India, we went to Varanasi, and I was standing there and there was just like this sea of humans that looks like chaos and yet everything has, everything's all just happening perfectly. Yeah. And I'd never felt more insignificant in the most beautiful way. Like it was just a sense that whether I'm here or not, all this life is happening. And I felt that you demonstrated that in a way in such a, in in like literally where we, like life itself, you know, something's beating this heart and we don't even have an awareness or an appreciation of that. And so that just really, um, I don't know, it brought more awe and wonder and just humility of just this that's miracle beautiful. of life in itself. And you did such a masterful job in your, uh, just in your own passion and enthusiasm came through that it just it engaged us in such yeah. a beautiful way. And uh, I loved every minute. Oh, I loved beautiful. every, truly, truly.
2: That's beautiful. And the examples, <laughs> I, I, you remind me of what we talked about when we talked about in the courses. Like, there's something like, Ten trillion cells mm, yes. in your body that are communicating, working, living, breathing, eating, and so on. Mm. To You're make, not controlling any that, of it. That's right. It's <laughs> all done perfectly. <laughs> none, right? And you sit there and you say, well, I need the business to be this way, right? was the last time you thanked your liver? Wasn't well, you think, yes. your spleen and pancreas? Yes. If they went wrong, you ain't got no business, mm. that's right? right? That's and right. you start just take it all for granted, yes. and then your mind defines this little tiny thing, saying, "I'm only okay if this happens." Yes. Yes. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that you're not a great business person or a great athlete or so on. It just means you unburden yourself from this negativity that the mind is create and the limitation Mm. of saying, I'm only okay if this happens, Mm. right? Now you can bring your whole being into the decision-making process, into the sports process, into your relationships, instead Mm. of trying to use the outside to compensate for the problems you're having.
1: Mm.
2: It's a whole different life, isn't it? It's completely
1: different. (laughs) It's it's, uh, people in our culture have been conditioned to value things different than what really matters and it's like even happiness is poo-pooed and happiness is an advantage. Mm -hmm. Happy people have better relationships. Happy people, you want to be around them. Happy people have better parents. Happy people do better in business. Happy people have more connections. Happy people have more health. (laughs) And so the question that you're asking really is what's keeping me from the happiness? And some people think it was airy-fairy, but what you really got to see is It's your constriction of everything having to be a certain way for you to be happy. That's the only thing getting in the way. Mm. And if you can learn to appreciate whatever life is offering you right now, you can still appreciate, use it, and then shape what you're capable of shaping, whatever God or the universe has given you, that's a different world. Mm. I I wanna bring forth, though, something I think it's important, because some viewers could be sitting, or listeners could be sitting back, well, this is in string, airy-fairy stuff. But you've used this, and one of the reasons I have so much respect for you is not only the poetry of your soul and how you communicate, especially Mm. in your writing, and especially in this course, but it, it's also you've lived this. You know, you you live, you know, kind of a monostatic almost lifestyle for most people's perception. You're in the forest and you you have your classes and the people you're with. It's beautiful. But you've also a man of the world. I mean, you built a billion-dollar computer company. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, in the Surrender experiment, uh, experiment, you really talked about your journey. I, I wonder if you'd share with us a little bit of the journey. Like, only, what is it, eight years ago, you went through a, about a seven-year cycle of the government coming at you unfairly. Could you talk about that? Because I think it'll give more gravitas to people who might be sitting there going, okay, these guys are talking about happiness and letting go and, yeah, yeah, be spiritual and all that crap. Let's talk about it from a pragmatic perspective. Tell people what you built and tell them what happened, if you would.
2: Well, well the book, that's why I wrote The Surrender Experiment, which was very difficult to write. It took me a long time to write that book and get it to where it wasn't, I don't want people to take it as my autobiography because it yes. wasn't meant to be that. Yes, It was meant to get across how do you live this life I'll show you by example. Yes. And that's what it, what it, yes. and that's what people are getting it. Oh, yeah. But basically because I was doing this work on myself because I vowed to myself, I'm not going out there and bothering other people to be the way I need them to be because I have problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not nice. It doesn't even sound nice.
1: <laughs> it sounds rather manipulative, all right? But that's <laughs> kind of our culture. Oh, well, Everybody's well, trying yes. to make oh, everybody uh, else believe what I believe, or that, you're evil, well, do what well, I believe you then, should do. Then, or only we wrong. wonder why there
2: are wars. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. <laughs> now there <everybody laughs> wars everywhere.
1: Male, female, young, old, exactly. in between, you Every know, r- Republican, right. Democrat, that's everything. Right. That's right. So I
2: decided to do this work on myself, and I've devoted that my life to that, that each situation, I'm going to let go of what I can that's disturbing and what happened and I'm not the only person this happens to mean the truth is it happened to you it happened to anybody who's really successful yep. if you really look at it you didn't do it mm. it yeah. came and came, you took, you, came you came participated through. right but it the universe unfolded in a way that presented opportunities to you mm. you yes. have no right to take credit for that yes. even if you're very smart yes. how do you know how to be smart who gave you your brain mm. yep. right what if your brain stopped coming up with answers mm-hmm. Yes. You wouldn't know what to do, yes. right? And so you become humbled a little bit to yeah. realize you're given the gifts of your, of your body, of your life, of your mm-hmm. brain, of your heart, of your abilities. Of being born in this time in at, history at, with at, these choices, the places you live. Everything, all right? And so I kept letting go. And what happened is somehow the universe, I, I, the story of the, the computer, right, As I walked into a radio sex store and my mm-hmm. God, it must have been ni- 1978, all right, when the first PCs were coming out. They weren't even called PCs yet. IBM hadn't even thought about putting a computer out. Yeah. It was that little Radio Shack TRS-80s, or right? I was a little keyboard. And it just fascinated me, you know? And that's more the kind of stuff you talk about, somebody's passion and where yeah. that comes from, right? Yeah. I can't explain that. Yeah. But all I know is I like, touched the keys and they came up on a screen. I'd never seen that before. Ever. No yeah. one had. Yeah, You typed a typewriter, it came out of a piece of paper. Yeah. Not you touched it, it came up on a computer screen, right? Yeah. And so I took one home, and I taught myself to program, all right? And so, yes, it took a certain amount of, of intelligence or whatever it is. But a lot of, everybody has, is it, we have human brains. They're very smart, all right? Yeah. We just use them for the wrong thing, yeah. all <laughs> right? And basically, as one thing unfolded to another, I ended up, the book tells a story, I ended up writing a medical billing package. People asked me to. I I didn't decide. Asked me to, and I wrote it, and it went crazy. Now, at some point, 25% of all independent physicians in the United States were using my software. Say the number again, 25% of all independent physicians wow. in the United States of America were using that software. Wow. All right. And that went out in 81, 82. So you're first in distri- the market. And that, yeah, National Distributor picked it up. People's, not the exact version, but that piece of software, the medical manager, is still being, somebody the other day told me wow. that they went out and they had a way to check that 44,000 people at that moment were logged into the medical manager. What was that, wow. 35 wow. years later? Wow. That's ridiculous, right? That's so, especially like, how technology has changed. Right. Well, it evolved, yeah, but course. it was still the same software, yeah, right? So in any event, basically, I learned this thing, which I call surrender, which is mm. I don't have to do this. What I have to do is be open ready in the zone, that's a word you all use, and participate in what is unfolding in front of me. Mm. And my experience is if I do that, it's higher higher than me deciding what it all should be right, and kind of participating as and then inspiration yeah. comes, yeah. event, it's it's miraculous, yeah. really, all right? Yeah. But life is miraculous. Right? Yes. It's not just yeah. that, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you asked me to, talk. I don't usually talk about it, but at some point, this giant company built, we went public, all this stuff happened. At one point, I had 2,300 employees wow. reporting yeah. to me, all right? And right? Yeah. I'm, I'm CEO, I'm running this stuff, okay? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm not doing anything. There are lots of other people working, all right? Sure. But I'm in charge, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, one day, Somebody gives me a call and says, you better come back to the office. They said, why? Because the FBI is here. Well, why is the FBI here? Well, did somebody get lost? Or? Said, <laughs> no. It's a, it's a raid. It's a raid. The entire Sheriff's Department is here. There's 10 FBI people running around. They have guns. They're armed. Right. They've taken over the facility. What? <laughs> it's a fire. I know. In my wildest dreams, I couldn't think of what was going on. Wow. Right? And so what happened is, one of the employees that did not work where I worked, where I was worked uh, from his home remotely, had been stealing, you know, it had been doing kickbacks and doing very bad things, all right, which we knew nothing about, all right? No, we had no, actually, no. the lawyers had caught something. They were getting wind investigating it. But what he did was, I don't need to tell the story again in the book, is he used his, his manipulative powers, yes. right, that had earned him millions of ill-gotten dollars and went and figured he was caught. So he went to the government and said, we told him to do it, that the entire executive team knew it. How could they not know what he was doing? Come on, right? right. And they bought into it, right? Wow. And Advisors. he turned witness, right? He turned. The cubs, very guy that did the, that, turned, oh, yeah, oh, exactly. the deed turned right. against. And listen, the people were trying to do their jobs. I don't blame them. Mm. You follow me? And yeah. so the entire FBI and the entire Justice Department, there were three raids in three different cities, and they for six years did every single thing they could to prove that we that we knew what he was doing and that we should be responsible for what he did and he got mm-hmm. off. He served one year, but basically they let him off of everything. Yeah. Right, And so that was a heck of
1: a thing to go through. It was yes. dark days and there were times in that, and as you tell the story, when like your lawyer who was really fighting for you and yeah. starting to make progress develops cancer yeah, and now he, he, he has to go off and Which get way? cancer treatment and, and then the judge gets changed. That, and, that's right. And, that's I mean, true. you had so many things that you could not control that would seem insane okay. and yet through it all you would stop Breathe, relax, let go, and just trust that this is guiding you to a higher place. Tell them what happened in the
2: Well, my my view was... it wasn't even the higher place thing. My view was I devoted my life to letting go of the garbage that comes up inside of me. That's what mm-hmm. I devoted my life to. It's an experiment, yes. right? Okay, this was causing some garbage to come up. <laughs> <a minute>. You <laughs> could be sure of that, all right? It's like wow, right? I, feel like, I felt like Christ laying down on the cross, all right?
1: Because I had and no idea. I had no idea what was going on. Yes. There was nothing to do about it. Yeah, and well. you're innocent and, and, you're and, being you're all claiming. You're saying you're the mastermind yeah. behind this because you're the CEO, well, they, right? they, they really did
2: ten of us, and they were all innocent. The entire they did the. The, our, our general counsel, the CPA, the outside accounting firm, they had to prove everybody was wrong if they were going to sit there and say yes. were, it was a conspiracy. Right. Right? So basically, I kept letting go. That's what mm. I did. Wow. I just kept letting go, honoring the experience, honoring the purification. And mm. I did not let my mind say it'll work out fine. That's a Once, cop out. I can handle this in the I, back I of the <laughs> I can handle I this. Can I can handle this. I, I can handle I this. I can, can and I, I will. I can and I will. And miraculously, the whole thing went away. It was just as mm-hmm. if somebody pulled a string. They dropped all the charges. They dropped mm-hmm. everybody else's charges.
1: They, 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 it's like, the judge helped, I guess, too, the, if the, I remember the, right. You'll read the book. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. phenomenal. It <laughs> yes. Yes. is. Yes. It's very it's, rare. Read it.
2: Very rare yes. that that would take place. To say the least. Most people call it a miracle. Imagine how far I'm gone now that I went through all of these processes by letting go, yes. yes, by surrendering. doesn't mean I didn't have a great lawyer. It was a big, it was a big case, right? Yeah. And all the finest lawyers in Washington and everybody was working on this thing. So you didn't you surrender You did everything you that. could do, but then you, you surrendered whatever you, we couldn't. I control. surrendered what was coming up inside of me that was having difficulty with the situation. I want to be able to sit on a planet, yeah. spin through space while I'm here, and enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. And boy, that's part, that journey. that's part of the journey. that's part of the journey. right. How many people get to tell that story? This yeah. story yeah. I just got
1: to tell. <laughs> yeah. I told to my grandkids. Yeah. <laughs> but you also build <laughs> spiritual muscle. You build. That, that, I, you mm-hmm. win. it's like as soon as you claim, okay, I'm going to be happy no matter what, no matter you know if it rains <laughs> on my parade, if people are unjust because they're going to be unjust, it's going to rain your parade. Yes. The minute you do that, you get tested. I found that in my own life, health wise. Your test was so large that you expanded through that and now that's why you give your gift to millions of people because I want people to know you're not just sitting here talking a good game, saying, yeah, relax and let go. You've lived it in the real world. And because of that, you have the joy that you continuously have today, regardless of what happens well, to That's exactly right. And one, of the, need- one, mm-hmm. second.
2: Yes, one of the neatest parts of this, and I, I think I, I say it in the surrender experiment, is The Untethered Soul is a very popular book. So millions mm-hmm. of copies. Oprah literally said it was the finest book she ever read. New, Oprah gives it away to everybody, right? Yeah. That book was written in the midst of this investigation. Oh,
1: I didn't wow. realize that. Wow. Wow.
2: While they were after me, while all that was happening. What while a perfect we're fighting to write while constraint. you're doing it, though. It'll well, it, just you shows, the if we but it shows if you're willing to let go, you go about your life's business. You do not let these things bother you, mm-hmm. Yes. right? And I remember when I told Oprah that, right? She went, I remember doing the interview with her, and she said, I wish I knew you, because she said, I can't do that. And When they pick on me, I get in trouble, right? Yeah. I wish I knew you back
1: yeah. Right? Like when, when, you going going to the going, when you were going when you were going
2: through the court case. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she didn't show it on the show. She took it out of the interview. But I said, Oprah, you did. And she just went like that. And I said, You did know me. She said, why? Well, I said, that book you like so much?
0: Mm-hmm. Right?
2: I wrote that during that time.
0: It's incredible. Yeah. So
2: there you got to know me. Wow. Right? That's really cool. So that's that's how good you can be, all right? Yeah. But you yes. have, but you you're right, you have to build your muscle. You do yes. it with you do it with the fact that somebody beeped at you if you can't handle that, you can't mm. handle this. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: so <laughs> awesome. By the way, I, I yes, want to say course. again on Unfeathered Soul, opens is your friend of ours. She's given this to everybody. But like Ray Kurzweil, who's many of you know, created digital music, created, you know, Siri, created everything you make. He's the greatest scientist alive. Anybody who really picks this up, pragmatic or spiritual, doesn't matter what you think you are, You're gonna find answers in this book and you'll find answers in this course. And I just, I really wanna promote the course for you because most people don't read, please read it. But read it and do the course because you can do the course a little bite size at a time, an hour at a time, or just go online and do the 30 minute version Mm -hmm. and it'll hook you. Um, Because right now we have this limited amount of time and Mickey's (laughs) sharing from his heart and we're interacting. But that's just pure his soul saying, here's how you find peace, joy, love in your life, no matter what. Here's how you have sustained happiness. That's a promise that just anybody would be crazy not to take up on.
0: What were you about to say, Honestly, I just wanted to say thank you, Mickey, because you navigated that time in your life so consciously, and you brought meaning, and you unraveled, and you let go, Uh, something that so struck me out of the course, besides the decision of making the decision of living, you know, in happiness and living fulfilled in a happy life, was actually being able to sit with pain. Uh, that notion out of the, the course itself for myself, it's like, say if something happens, it's unpleasant or it's painful, it's fearful, whatever the emotion is that's passing through. Uh, what I found was it was like with the awareness of the preciousness that today could be the last day of life. Then there was like an appreciation rather than a resistance to the experience. It's like, okay, this is life too. Mm And finding beauty and meaning. And then it was like getting behind there a bit and noticing that, okay, sensations funny feeling in my gut, funny feeling, you know what I mean? And you just started to notice sensations. And as I noticed sensations, it was easier to get behind it and less identify with it and have less of a charge. Mm. Uh, And that's a constant process. It's a constant process. But I'm so deeply grateful to you for walking that path Mm. as clearly as you did, Uh, because that unraveling that happened for you, uh, it's happening for me. And and I I truly just want to say thank you, Uh, because it's one thing to find meaning when life not only looking a certain way, but on that inner world of happiness or experiencing whatever that joy or connectedness or intimacy of dearness or love or preciousness, but then actually being able to sit with an experience and actually feel that fully. And it's like just the awareness that, wow, this is just a sensation. You know, the the thought and getting behind that, it was just transformational for me personally. So I just wanted to say thank you, Mickey. That's
1: beautiful. (laughs) How important is the slowing down or the relaxation? I think of relaxation, I, for me, I think of it, I've got to slow it down. When it slows down, it doesn't have the bite. It doesn't have the power. I'm able to become the witness. How do you slow it down? And is that an important part of it or not, in your experience? I don't any longer have to slow it down. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's like learning to walk. So I learned to ride a bike. Yeah, you yeah it's
2: you. For you. you. take you different stages, right? Yeah. So first, and in, in the book, there's a chapter called, Oprah said it was her favorite chapter. It was called Let Go Now or Fall. Yes. yes. The moment, is it's very much what you were talking about, the yes. moment you see, like anger doesn't happen all at once. Mm. It starts like, ar, ar. it starts down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You understand that? That's when you have to deal with it. Yeah. You have to yeah. be sincere enough to say, I don't even want to know what I'm about to get angry about. Yes. I know that that's not a part of my being I need to listen to. All right? right? right. So when it starts, you relax. Right? It's that commitment To relax, you relax your shoulders, relax your chest, relax your tummy. It doesn't take time. It's not Mm. like you have to put aside time to do this, right? You just have to be conscious and be, be, be committed, Right? Yes. So you relax it and you lean away. Mm. You just lean away from the noise. Mm. Right? And you actually don't realize that at first it feels good because you didn't get angry. <laughs> you didn't get all yes. involved or yeah. neurotic or whatever react, it was. Yeah. Right? You didn't react. But you're actually leaning into a deeper part of your being mm. when you lean away from the lower part of your being. Mm-hmm. Right? And I, I want to do one little thing because a lot of your people are, are very successful, obviously. They, they work with you. So they get successful. <laughs> right? And I often have people say to me, I don't want to give up the fear. I don't want to give the anger. It's what drives me. Mm. It's what I use. Come on, you, it's know, an old you strategy. know they say yeah, that, yeah, right? Yeah, no, it's, I, it's what I use to be successful, right? Mm. If I give that up, why would I get out of bed in the morning? Mm. They actually ask that, mm. right? Oh, no, and yeah. what what you're missing is, for one thing. There are lots of things you can use, drugs, all kinds of things, please don't, all right, (laughs) that temporarily or momentarily can give you some energy, right? But they will destroy you. Anger will destroy you. Fear will destroy you. They burn out your adrenals. They burn out your system. You know what what I'm saying? So it's not a long-term solution. And this question of if I don't have that to drive me, why would anything drive me, right? Have you ever fallen in love? Who's ever fallen in love? Do you find that you're driven to be with the person? Do you find (laughs) you want to get things for him or her? Do you find, right? Yes. Love is a motivator, way greater than fear or, yes. or anxiety yes. or, or any of that kind of pain, yes. you know, anger. Love motivates you to give and express itself. Love wants to express itself. Yeah. So what happens mm-hmm. is when you let go of this lower stuff, you yes. start noticing love starts to come up. Mm-hmm. You're starting yeah. to open up to the higher energies. Yes. Yeah. And love can run business. Yeah. It doesn't have to be or fear, business. or competition, right? <laughs> yes, yes. You, you look at Steve Jobs. Yeah. They fired him. When he came back, look what he did to that company. Yeah. Why? Because he was inspired. Yeah. That's not fear. Yeah. That's not anger, yeah. right? It's inspiration. Yeah. And inspiration can't happen. When you're giving your way to the lower parts of your being, mm. yeah. right? And so that's the real understanding. Is there's work to do to raise your energies up to a higher level, mm. then let those motivate you, and yeah. they don't burn out. Love doesn't burn out, right. does it?
1: Yes, <laughs> it doesn't even get tired. <laughs>
2: right?
1: Will like will never last. I got a lot of will. You got a lot of will, but will doesn't last. It's but not going to do. The it. The difference no? between push and pull. It's a like fear true. and will sure. are pushes. That's right. You know, love is pull. It, it, and pull goes on like you said forever.
2: There's an energy inside. Of us you have a lot of it people <laughs> know that uh, there's an energy inside inside of everybody though it's not just yes. Tony yes. right yes. there's an energy inside of every single person that if they take away the walls and the blockages mm. is inspiring it's uplifting it feeds you from mm. inside mm-hmm. uh, people, people that are into religion and stuff which we're going to talk a lot about that but in the Bible Christ said, uh, man does not live by bread alone." every word that leaves at the mouth of the Father, mm. believe it or not, that's what he's talking about. Yes. Mm. That you don't get your energy from outside, yes. right? Yep. You get it from this beautiful flow inside, yes. right? Call it whatever you want. Call it inspiration. Call it yes. spirit. Call it Shakti in the, in the East. Yep. We call it that, right? Yep. It's It's the energy of your being, yes. but it's blocked. Mm. So yes. instead of trying to push through the blockages mm. and make it flow anyways by finding something that turns you on, mm. yeah. remove the blockages. Yes. And you'll wake up in the morning and giggle, yes. right? And be all excited, what's <laughs> yeah. going to happen today, right? Yeah. And what can happen today is you build a billion-dollar company. I don't care. It yeah. doesn't have to be or you're nothing. Or you out with your yeah. kid, That's or or exact, Whatever it is. is and you become inspired. You're an inspired being. Mm. And then yeah. it's contagious, just like you are. Yeah. Everybody gets turned on by someone who's turned on. So it's a yeah. gift you
1: bring to the world. Yeah. I think everybody gets turned on because it's our true nature all it is is it's flipping on the light you know it's mm-hmm. like darkness only exists because the illusion because you don't have the light on and exactly what I'm hearing you say is it's uh, oftentimes I'll try to get people the metaphor of, uh, of how people tell me their most stressful thought often, very often. And they'll say, oh, we're going to make enough money. Is so my business is going to make it? Am I doing enough for my kid? You know, all the things that people do in their heads. And in a large room, 10 or 15,000 people say, how, who else has this thought? And 99% of the yeah. room has the thought. I said, like, if you're going to be stressed, at least find an original thought to be stressed <laughs> about. It. Don't be copying everybody <laughs> that, else. That thought's been around for a 1,000 years. You really think it's your thought? And so that process, but what shifts the energy for me is to often use the metaphor of like turning a you know a cable TV. You turn to one channel and it's all horror pictures. Turn to another, it's all comedy, another one it's all romance. You have developed these ways of lifting the energy to those higher energy levels. And this higher energy, it's like it connects you to a different thought pattern, to a different emotion, different experience. What are the ways you've described the, the, the you don't even have to worry about slowing down anymore, but the letting it down, letting it go, relaxing. Separating back from it, pulling away from pulling it back, but going deeper into the, your yes, deepest true yes, self. Yes. Is there anything else that people can do, or any other triggers you can give them that can help them to make that separation and come back to the truth? In a, in a well, traditionally, way. and
2: and you know, traditions sometimes have meaning and purposes. there's, sure. there's this thing called meditation, sure. right? And it's becoming very popular, mm-hmm. but not you know, meditate so you get enlightened, and not meditate for hours. Or something. Mm-hmm. that's silly, yeah, right? Yeah. Fifteen minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the evening. It's like you work out. It's like you work with your diet, right? Yes. And you use that time to come in tune with yourself. Mm. It doesn't have to be spiritual experiences or white lights or anything like that. You use that time to sit there and say, What is my mind doing? You're going to be afraid to look, right? (laughs) And you practice witness consciousness, which you're talking about. And what will happen if you do that is just exactly what Sage said. Your seat will become more, we call it becoming established in the seat of self. Mm. Yes.
1: Okay? You're just just
2: there. You're consciousness. You're there, right? And you realize I'm looking. If Let's say someone came to you and said, my heart hurts, right? Normally, a normal person with therapy and what's wrong and who did what, they don't want to come to me. Right, we will let them do it, because I'm going to say the same thing every time. How do you know? Mm-hmm. You should see their face if you say that. How do you know your heart hurts? And it's like, well, no, 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 that's not what you're supposed to say. No, how do you know your heart hurts? And eventually they'll get mad at me and say, because I'm in here and I see it, and I'll pronom to them. Right? <laughs> <laughs> who's in there?
0: Yeah.
2: Who's in there?
1: Yeah.
2: Right? Yes. You're not the hurting heart. You're the one who's experiencing the hurting mm-hmm. heart. So the more you come back in tune with yourself, Yes. Right? The easier it is to let go. So meditation, taking a little bit of time for working with yourself yeah. to develop these habits. They're just good habits, right? Well, just like if
1: you want to build a business, there's certain consistent what, things exactly. you've got to do. And, and if there's something broken, you go to a doctor and you work on it. You talk about that in the book and in the okay. course. Mm-hmm. If, if your, your heart was hurting, your arm's hurting, you just go to somebody. But when your mind is constantly chattering right. with what you aren't doing, it's not enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not strong enough, smart mm-hmm. enough, or whatever people do inside that's, their heads or it isn't working the way it should we don't do anything with it. So you're saying take 15 minutes twice a day and and get some witness, get some experience from that. Let go of that and develop the habit of that so that when it does happen in day-to-day life, you've already got that muscle built.
0: That's right. And and I'll share from my own experience. uh, It's clunky in the beginning, just for those of you that are watching, because it doesn't happen immediately, and it really is practice. And for myself, if I was, say, if we were relating and I came in hot one day, And (laughs) and I was already, and I was already in it. So I was charged. I was already, it was already happening in the moment that for myself, I don't, the statement helps me so much. This is me living my life. And then once again, it's just like bringing death right there. And it's like, I don't want to relate that way. And so in the moment I have awareness for myself, uh, I just own it and take responsibility and say, sorry Uh, because to say sorry, it just, it's like it connects you and it offers a different currency. I think what's so beautiful too is, you know, as speaking of the higher energies, it's a currency, it's an energy, and and love gives of itself, and as we get more out of our way, uh, rather than, I want the external to love me, or I want this to make me feel good, it's like this flowering of this opening as we continue to let go that this love just, it just wants to give, it just wants to serve, and it's so natural. Uh, And for my Self, if there's a moment that, you know, I don't feel that I'm my best self, to actually own that and mm-hmm. to just communicate that and convey that. And I'll just say, listen, I was just crazy and I was blind. I'm sorry. Can we please reset? Oh. And uh, until this and day we both, that's... So
1: we do it no matter what immediately. It's the agreement that starts with it. Either one of us gets sane.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's all it takes. We'll I'm, both get sane.
0: And yeah. to really deeply connect to that. Because in the awareness, then, I don't know, just that I'm sorry. And to mean it from your soul, it just cuts... It just cuts and it harmonizes, and then you get some distance, and it's like, okay, now let's relate from here. Uh, and it just becomes that habit of, in the moment you have awareness that you're crazy, you're unconscious, you're blinded, for myself anyways, I uh, just to speak that uh it breaks the pattern It's it you know. yeah. also this
1: is the last moment you're going to have a life with your beloved is this the mm-hmm. one of, and you no know one knows mm-hmm. when that last moment's going to be so we use that that frame of reference with mm-hmm. each other as well and we both take 100% responsibility it's like she, she can never say i'm so responsible to say no honey yeah. i have to see what cuz everything is co-created yeah. you know yeah. we know that experience mm-hmm. but it cuts it so quickly when you're into that place tell me you know there's so much joy in your heart Nikki You know, just we off camera talking with you it's just such a pleasure to be around you that pleasure, you said, is infectious. And I know you've worked in the prison system as well. Tell me, guys in prison, there are, you know, I've seen guys in prison that are free. I know you have too because they're free in here. And I've seen guys in prison that, you know I've seen people on the outside, they're not in prison, That's most people are not free. What? Tell us how you approach things when you go into prison because I think it's a good metaphor for all of us that maybe not acknowledging that we've got our own mental prisons at mm. times. Right. I, don't, I don't
2: go in anymore. I went for 30 years. I went no. to ma- maximum security prisons that, that, when the lawsuit happened. They oh, yes. Actually, it was one of the sadder things I said in the book that they said, you can't come in while well, that's going on. Right? Oh. So that broke. So It was just one of the, one of the tragedies of that stuff. Yeah. But the net result is I was going into maximum security prisons. You know, most of the guys will never get out, yeah. right? Florida State Prison and Union Correctional up here. And my attitude ever since I started teaching, because I don't think myself was a teacher, I just sharing my experience, mm. is I don't change what I have to say anytime, no matter who my audience is.
1: Mm. So yes. when
2: I walk in that prison and I sit down with, my, with, the, with the inmates, with my boys, my men, right, mm-hmm. I say exactly what I say sitting in the temple or when I say talking to you, yeah. right? And what is amazing is no matter who they are and where they came from, they get it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly the same, yeah. right? And to this day, yeah. I say, I don't go in. They still write me. I get lots oh, of letters beautiful. from the inmates. We send our books in for yeah. free. You know, we, yeah, we do the course. thing. But they stayed free. In fact, there was a neat experience I had just before, before the whole thing happened, I couldn't go in anymore, they decided to separate the, the men in prisons where the older ones would go to a prison. They, they broke the prison system up a different way. Yeah. And so these men that had gone together were meditating together and had support groups together, mm-hmm. got torn apart. And literally at three in the morning, they would come in. So they didn't want to tell them. They didn't want trouble. They would take them. They couldn't take their books. Couldn't do anything. It's not nice to think about, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they took, well, one of, one of the, the men, all right, the black man, probably in his, his 30s, 40s, but he's very sincere. Right, and and he was trying to meditate and so on, and he used he used to say to me when I go into prison, he'd look at me and say, "I'm still watching." <laughs> hey, oh, not my heart, I'm still watching. Aww, okay, that's and so he got torn away and thrown down to some prison, you know, somewhere in Florida, and he wrote us, and it I will never it touched me so deeply. He said, "This was one of the worst experiences I've ever gone through, and thanks to your teachings, I have gone through it." instead hmm. of letting it destroy me hmm. and i'm still watching that's beautiful oh, i beautiful. watched it all witnessing out. but I was what I'm going to say in something you said and i want to make that point because we've talked about surrender but that's you need to take the course to understand what surrender yes, means absolutely. right it's not what people think it's it a is. difficult thing yeah. right mm-hmm. when you were talking about being honest and saying i was in a bad space yes right mm-hmm. isn't it true with both of you that there's a party that doesn't want to do that Oh, of course. Now I want but to talk about that. Make it, make it a habit. I yes. want, but I want to talk about but, that. Yeah. Yes. Because yeah. that's what surrender means. Yes. Surrender means the willingness to surrender that part of your being. Amen. So that something that's higher can happen. Yes. 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 Right? But that's ego. It's pure ego. Yes. Right? Yes. I want to blame it on him. Oh, I yeah. I don't want absolutely. to admit I was wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Man, the breaking of that habit. It's one of the most important ones well, for a relationship. It, if you don't have that relationship, every it's pretty hard. business too. <laughs> yeah, it's true. true. It's true with business. I, I it's remember in my business, and I shouldn't use the name, but I will, where the EDS, remember yes, EDS, yes. Uh, Perot's company, right? Yes. They wanted to have something to do with our business, so they flew their you know senior VPs, presidents, of the division and division, everything of healthcare, out to my place, and they flew me over there to Plano, wherever the heck they are. Yeah. And I remember. That that we were uh, sitting sitting on the plane, right? And he was talking to me. And this particular person sat there and told me that they were trying to change the culture in this company to where they literally were training their executives to say I was wrong. And he didn't like it, right? He said, "That's come on, these are power people, right?" But they literally had caught on the higher. Yes. Uh, The level of that company had caught on that if you're not willing to say you were wrong, Mm. right, you you can't be right. Absolutely. Because you can't work with anybody. Isn't that beautiful? But you can never make a mistake. You can can never do anything Isn't that how the ego is? It is so true. Right? So so that's what you're doing. We all need to do, even Mm. in business. Mm. Mm, Absolutely. Don't worry about what you look like. That's Mm -hmm. ridiculous. Worry about how you're helping the situation outside. It's not about you, it's about your contribution to the overall whole. That's what business is, yes. right? If you make it be about you, it's dead because you're great. not doing so
1: well. You've got to add more value than anybody else well, in the workplace I, to do that. You have to be clear. That's you, right. You've got to let the energy come through you, and you can't have all this muck right. getting in the way. Yeah, well, that's exactly right, yeah. and that's what I call the zone. That's right. When the muck is not there, mm. oh, my God. Yes. It right? flows. Right.
2: I was watching a football game the other day, and I was so impressed. They were sitting there talking about some of the rookies, I think it was uh, some of the quarterbacks were talking about, uh, uh, Rogers, right? They're mm-hmm. talking about how some of the rookies aren't ready yet because they're still thinking. Mm-hmm. Wow, is that deep? So true. Aaron, right? They're so still true. thinking and you can't do it right while you're thinking. Mm, that's right. It that's has true. to be ex- a the flow state. Yes. Yeah. But isn't that beautiful? It yeah. is beautiful. we talking about? Yes. And,
1: and that trigger is maybe doing something <laughs> enough, you know, I can okay. handle it, whatever the case may be till you let go right. and the flow just happens. Well, oh, that's exactly mm-hmm. it. Every yeah. time you let go, you are open. They are like
2: blinds. You have blinds closed that are not letting the light in. All right. It's not the light about finding more metal. light, right. energy. Right? It's not about finding more light or setting up artificial light. It's about opening the blinds. Yeah. And this, what we're talking about, and we obviously, I'm very impressed. You guys got it, and that's why you're so successful. All right. And that's why your relationship is so successful. It's beautiful you know, that you all love each other at that level for <laughs> such a length Thank of time. You. Right. And everyone should learn from that. <laughs> and what it is is about the willingness to open the blinds. It is. If yes. you open the blinds, the energy. And it's can, your blinds.
1: Uh, that, 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 <laughs> Most <laughs> people won't open yeah. somebody else's blinds ask you to open the blinds and right. see this you know that's what most of us do and I've certainly been right. guilty of that in the past but when you open your own blinds, then everything is and clear. And the
2: energy comes in. Mm-hmm. You're a well, being of high energy. energy. Mm-hmm. You know if you close inside, that energy doesn't come. No way. Right? And no so the way. willingness to take that risk mm-hmm. of letting go of the part of you that's limiting yourself, which is the ego, mm-hmm. the yeah. self-concept yes. and
1: all this stuff, right? Yeah. And you just Which is just another in. word for ego, is just fear. That, well, it, mm-hmm. you know, so a lot of people, they make the ego like it's this thing they got to fight. It's just fear. That's mm-hmm. really what it is. It's the fear you're not enough. It's that's the fear right. you won't be loved. It's those unconscious fears. And if you relax and let go, you find out the fear is unfounded. It's like how many things in your life have you been fearful about or frustrated or worried about and they never came to be? And you spend all that time being stressed. I love that old quote that says, you know, that a coward dies a thousand deaths, a courageous man only once, a woman only once, right? It's just like let's just deal with it as it comes up as opposed to what we do in our mind because so much of our pain and our stress in our lives is just made up by the mind. And getting out of that and back into the heart, the spirit, and the soul is what it's all about.
0: And And it also, it... Ends, he should, she should, these ridiculous unconscious expectations of another and unconscious blame or unconscious judgments. And when you have that full responsibility and you claim that for yourself, it's like, Oh, you turn that around. I should <laughs> yeah. all this advice that we're giving to whomever in our life. It's like if you're actually willing to like turn that around and take responsibility for that, and then offer that, it just it neutralizes it. It completely unravels these uh, internal knots that we have, and the insane. Expectation that somebody is supposed to behave or do something different or speak differently, or that's just craziness. And yet, when you're in it, you don't see it. Uh, But when you actually have that understanding, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Um, And that's just such freedom. That's just such freedom.
1: It's trading. Uh, the expectations for appreciation. It's like that's when suffering stops. You know, it's all the expectations are not going to be met. It doesn't matter how hard you work. going to be People are going to be in a different state, a different situation. They're going to have different goals. They, they might have a better way to do it, and you just doesn't match your picture. But uh, what I found is what I start to expect, like just let go of the expectation and find things to appreciate, there's always millions of things to appreciate. Suffering has gone, the joy recovers immediately. It's not like something you're going to get someday when it's there. Um, I want to come back to something you mentioned earlier, but I, I'd love it if you just plant it a little deeper, and I know we're going to wrap up our conversation soon, but one of you said one of the most important questions to answer is, who are you? Mm. Who's in there? And you kind of started to allude to it, but you have several metaphors you've used before to get through to people, so they get to see that who they are is not their emotions, who they are is not the, Would you share maybe a moment or two of that? Well, and that's the deepest teaching there is. I
0: right? think so I, too.
2: I think the, the main thing is to ask yourself, right? When you go to sleep, you dream. You wake up and you tell her your dream, Mm. right? I don't understand. Were you there? Who saw the dream? Was it the same person who watched the dream who's looking out through your eyes? That's you, Mm. you understand that, right? So your body went to sleep, but your consciousness, your awareness of being, right? You're not, you don't say I am the dream. You said, I had a dream, I saw a dream. You should see what I dreamt. Mm -hmm. Who is this I? Who is this awareness of being that watches the dream, looks out through the eyes, hears through the ears, hears the mind being neurotic, Mm -hmm. right? If I sit there and talk about that voice in your head that drives you crazy, why did I say that? Oh my God, that was stupid, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. What is that, Mm -hmm. right? It's not you, you're the one who's hearing it say that. And that's the awakening, right? Where you, it's not very far. It's sort of like you're watching TV and you're sucked into the TV. Right. Well, when you're stuck in the TV, you don't have a family. they are not in a house. You're in the TV. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> You've projected your consciousness into what we call the object of consciousness. Right. Then all of a sudden, something happens. You're back on the couch. Mm. When you're back on the couch, there's a whole room. And there's people and there's food and right. Well, yeah. there wasn't before. And then, right. oh, by the way, there's a TV over there. It's just nothing. Yeah. That's what your mind is. Mm. Yeah. The talky talky mind. Yeah. Mm. Your consciousness mm-hmm. got absorbed. I, I would call it the, in the I channel. Oprah has an O channel, you have an I channel. <laughs> okay? And, and so basically, it got absorbed in that channel. You don't have to, you can come back to the couch. That's what the seat of self is. Mm. Yeah. And the beauty, and you're all finding that, you know that, is not only then do you not have the problems that are created, If you, you talked about it, if you're watching a horror show, you feel horrible. Yes. Yeah. Right. You don't have to go out there and yell at the producers. right? You don't have to watch the show. You don't have to go Changing there, the channel. That, whatever. You don't yeah. have to go there and fix all these things that are going on in your mind. I told you why they're there, because you stored all this garbage, right? Yeah. You don't have to watch that show. You can turn your consciousness elsewhere, right? Yeah. And not only then do you not suffer, because of the garbage that's going on in the mind and the heart and your judgment of the world, as Mm you talked about, but you're going to find out that you in there, which is what you asked me to
1: talk about and I don't,
2: (laughs) right? You in there are beyond your comprehension.
1: Yeah, I'm not you the are the you most the ex- beautiful thing in yeah. the world. Your experience of that, where you described you looking in the mirror over the years and you're seeing something different, but it's still you seeing it. Right. Or the emotions that you have, they're constantly changing, you're not the emotions, you're the witness of those emotions. If you get—if you forget, you'll think you are those gotcha. emotions, then you'll feel the pain of that as well. But I think it's important for people to realize there's something that we call ourselves that is greater than anything that ever happened to you, anything you could ever experience. Mm-hmm. And if you come back to that, that's the sea of the soul. That's where there's no pain. That's where you're able to experience all of life and see that it's all this beautiful game that's here for you to appreciate as opposed to judge and be upset by and frustrated with and try to control when you can't. And when it's said and done, that's where all the energy comes from. Yeah. Mm,
2: that's what you the, find. It's the freedom. It, But it is the source of energy. Yes. Like yeah, I that. quoted from the Bible, right? And it's not by bread alone, by every word that leaves the mouth of the Father. Mm. You will realize. When you let go enough of yourself that all that good juice that you got because things are the way you wanted yep. was coming from there. Love, love does not come from the heart. Mm. It comes from there down through the heart mm. because the mind lets it or doesn't let it. Yes. Right? So human love we experience that way. But what we call spiritual love, the deep stuff, mm. yep. is coming from the core. That's why they say God is love. Right? Mm-hmm. It's the core of your being. So yes. you, now you're talking deeply spiritual stuff yeah. when you start to identify and rest back into your soul, back mm-hmm. into the seat of your being. But the yeah. beauty is all of that beautiful energy you have, that's where it comes from. Yeah. It is the source of your being. And everybody has the same amount yeah. and more than you do, all right? Yeah. And, and period. And, and mm-hmm. even the people on the side of the street, there's,
1: right? It's just that they're closed. Yes. And so the whole key is how do you open? And that's what the course is about. You gotta, you gotta do the course. Yes. He's not selling it. We want you all to experience it because we've had a little hour here or so, but you wanna tap into that. I wanna mention one thing, though, you just you triggered me on. You know, when you, when you look at people's lives, most people have been taught God is love on the surface, but they also think God is judgment. Yeah. And the mind is really the judgment, mm-hmm. right? How do you get people from God is judgment? Many people are mm-hmm. raised that way. They've been conditioned yes, to think that way depending on how they were raised religiously or non-religiously um, to where God really is love and where joy is the natural experience of their expectation of life. Right. But by doing
2: every single thing we, yeah. talked, we about talked about this about, yeah. entire hour. Eat stuff. Coming yes. back... To Your core, like I don't mean quoting the Bible here, but in the Old Testament it says, Man was created in the image of God. That doesn't mean God's got two arms, two legs, and a beard. That's mm. God is created in the image of man, all right. Yeah. And you're gonna find out, and I don't want to be the one who tells you, that as you come back in here, the more even, you, you, you feel that closeness, yeah, and yeah. you realize that is my nature. I'm yeah. divine in nature, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm watching a human, but that which is watching is spirit, right? Exactly. And that's where it falls away and you start feeling love there's a chapter in the book like that the last chapter you start feeling love and joy and you realize is that what's back here is that what God is love joy acceptance the whole ball a direct experience Uh, of that as opposed to someone telling you what it is it's
1: not personal and and it's not mental
0: yes exactly
1: you have had uh, uh, you alluded to I think I was I think one of the books I don't remember where but you alluded to and, and your life is kind of an expression of You've moved from seclusion to service to some extent, and you—we were telling me off camera here that this is one of your finest pieces of work. Tell me, what is your legacy? What is it that you're trying to give this world? Because I know Mickey in there would just love to hang out and just experience this, but he's also called. I mean, that's the real Mickey. We talked about that, right? He'd he'd be by himself in total joy and happy, doing any damn thing. Me too. But Mickey also (laughs) is called. This part of him, this higher part of you, has been called to serve. We're we've been so touched by your service. I, I know so many watching already have been touched by your service even before this interview, and I know it will be more. But tell us what what pulls you out now to serve like that still, even though there's some, you know there's sometimes that feeling of wanting to be back there. And what is your legacy? What are you wanting to leave here?
2: Well, first the answer is surrender, which again. Mm-hmm. The course is called Living from a Place of Surrender, yes. the Untethered Fallen Action, right? Yes. Because people can't get surrender by the word. The word surrender means, you know, I surrender. Yeah, I give <laughs> okay? up. Okay, I yeah. give up, yeah. right? Yeah, Sherman is, yeah. surrendered, Right? <laughs> and that, that, is that. That, <laughs> not, that is not what it means. I'll never do that. That is not what it means, yeah. Right? And so basically why I teach and why the service is taking place is because I've learned to respect the moments that unfold in front of me. And yeah. those are the moments that unfold in front of me. Mm-hmm. I sit out there in, the woods, I sit in the woods and kids come out and people come out. So I teach, right? Yeah. And, and, and so on, right? It's yeah. not a thing I'm doing. Yeah. It's a service I'm performing because of the moments that are unfolding in front of me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah. it becomes really easy when, yeah. when you live that way. It's not yeah. a conceptual way of living. Yeah. And the whole business grew that way, Yeah. yeah. right? We don't understand yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. And as far as a legacy, when I did with uh, Sounds True, produced the course, when I did the course with Sounds True, what everything inside of me said was, this is my legacy. This is what I get mm-hmm. to leave behind. If people want to learn what I learned, if people want to hear how all this happened, right, yeah. I get to have these eight to nine hours in eight sessions yeah. where I can say what it is I want to say to you. I care about you, right? I'm looking in the camera, right? I don't care if I know you or not. I care about you because I know it can be way more beautiful yeah. than, than these artificial things, right? Yeah. And this lays that out,
1: right, That's in beautiful. a very logical fashion. Mm you know before we began here we were doing a little meditation together and you shared something that really touched me you shared a little bit of just the awe of your story of how does this man yourself be guided from where you were and i'd love you to share kind of what your background was for a moment to moving into the forest and then going through the incredibly deep meditations and commitments to building this business to now being a spiritual teacher i mean if, there, if there's any sense of awe in life, I look at the same thing in my own life in a different yes. way. But would you just share that little journey for a moment just so that people can get a sense and what, and what you feel as you think about it today? Well, the main,
2: the main thing I learned and the main thing I see and I live is if I had listened to me, it would not have happened. Mm. Okay, In other words, me meaning Mickey, me meaning the voice, yes. the preferences, yes. the whole thing. There's yeah. no way. Right, because the was, direction you were heading initially was what? It, it, I was going to be a professor in economics. I was yeah. getting my doctorate degree in economics. Right, mm-hmm. and but I didn't make that decision. It was sort of like how life pushed you, mm-hmm. right? And then I had a deep, very deep meditation, and I where that came from, I can't answer. But I decided I had no choice. It was so deep that it moved me so deeply that I said I can't go on in life without exploring this. Yes. Right, and that's when I moved out to the woods. Yes. Right, and. My thought was, I'm going to move after the woods, I'm going to, I'm going to meditate, and I'm going to die there. <laughs> That's all, It's <laughs> do or die, right? And there was no concept of anything after that, right? But then I learned that as long as I was in there struggling with myself, fighting with myself, with my, you know, all the noise and the problem, yeah. that... I could never be free because I was fighting with myself. You know, the worst battle you ever want to have is the one between your left arm and your right arm. Yeah. Don't arm them. <laughs> right? you, you can't fight with yourself. Yeah. You, know, you lose. Yeah. All right? And yeah. that's when I learned, I talked about that in the Surrender Experiment, that's where I learned that the only way I can do this is to let go and honor a force stronger than me, which is life, right? yeah. to start to do that. So this whole journey was a question of, am I ready, willing, and able to let go of the parts of me all right, that are resisting what is unfolding. Mm. All right. And so I started doing that. I think the ultimate example is this. at one point people were coming out and they're on my land. I didn't want them out there. I didn't. My mind was bothering me. I just want to meditate, leave me alone. You know, but they were coming out. People wanted to meditate with me you know, and so on. And we ended up building this temple. And I was a builder. I wasn't a builder at that time. That's how I learned to build. Right? And we built it ourselves. We didn't have any money. all right? And we built this, this building. And I was the head carpenter on it and so on. And at one point, after some people helped I was the only carpenter on it. Right? I, was the whole, I was building the whole thing. And while we're building it, I'm telling you the truth. I'm not embarrassed. While I'm laying down the planks, putting up the boards, all right, every single time my mind is saying, what are you doing? It's a fad. People will stop coming out here. It'll be a few months. You'll have this building in the middle of your land. I thought you were out here to respect nature. It was giving me a very hard time, right? Mm-hmm. And I just kept building. I had no answers. Yes. I didn't have to answer it. Yes. I just kept ignoring it. Not suppressing it, mm. but yeah. going about my business. That was a great learning, right? Mm. That building was built in 1975. We do no mailings, no invitations, and every single Sunday for what now? 43 years, wow. right? 60, 70, 80 people no. find their way out there to that building every single Sunday from it's that beautiful. time. Right? And that I look at mm-hmm. him and I stick my tongue out. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Like you didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah. And that's what I've learned. Yeah. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Imagine. How could he? He yeah. only knows the little things that have happened to him, right? He didn't yeah. know the bigger picture. He doesn't have any idea what's going on. Yeah. And so what I learned and what I what I feel now is that's that there's only one way to live your life, and that is life not mind,
1: yes, right? Yes. And
2: so I, what, what I feel is a great joy of having learned that and having let go of myself to whatever degree. I'm not high or anywhere special, but having let go enough to where there's just constant joy in here. Yeah. And then I know that exists inside of everybody, and of course I'm going to, if I don't go out there to push the teachings, but if people come, of course I'm going to do my best Just try to help them, said the young ones when they come up, that's very moving. You know, you get 19, 20 year old college students come out, right, and they're sitting there like this, right, and just say, "Oh my God!" At that age, to realize that, right? So, that's my answer to you. Mm Nikki, you're
1: you're a beautiful soul. Sage and I both are very grateful to, you know, call you a friend and to just know your spirit. And I'm just grateful to. The force of nature, the force of God, the force of the universe that's uh, brought you through this evolution and that you were willing, as I say, to go through so much pain. No one will know all that you've gone through, but you found your way through that to the deeper and richer part of what life really is about. And um, I just, uh, on behalf of all those that are listening, all those that are watching, all those that read your books, I'm just one of the millions here to thank you once again for being the beautiful soul you Mm -hmm. are, brother. Yes. Uh, thank you thank you sick. thank you and we if love they you. want to get the course we yes, have yes please it. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Well, if they, they just go online yeah we're search. gonna put we're gonna put a link you for you if you're watching okay. we're gonna put a link for you so you can go directly to it beautiful. To tap into it immediately i think you'll be thrilled i don't think i know you'll be thrilled when you use it so thanks for joining us again for another podcast thank, thank, you, yes, thank, thank you. you thank you thank you, you. It's, it's really beautiful did.
0: thanks so much thanks <laughs> sounds true
1: as well yes, god bless
0: absolutely take care bye-bye The Tony Robbins podcast is directed by Tony Robbins and hosted by Tony Robbins and Mary Buckheit. Anna York is the executive producer and steps in as occasional host. Digital editing by Jamie Carvajal and Adriel De La Torre. Copyright Robbins Research International.